0: My heavens, I'm head head.
1: So what is it? So what is it? So what is it?
0: A red wall podcast!
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to series seven of Red Dwarf. I, I'm here with uh, Matty, Matt, and Dan. So, so, guys, so what is it? Oh Red, Red Dwarf podcast. podcast. Yeah, we've gone back a step, haven't we? we we're sort of fragmented again for various reasons. Uh, we've been in the same room for a couple of weeks, and now we're we're split up again, a little bit. But, but hey, we can cope with that. Now, series seven, ticket a ride. Um, this, this is a, a sort of shift in tone, I think, isn't it? It's a it's this time where there was a break for three years for various reasons, which which we know about, which we, we don't really need to go into in too much detail, but there was a three-year gap before they came back to film this. And television's moving on slightly, I think. It's around this 96 sort of time, and, and television is shifting, and, and whether, whether Red Dwarf should have shifted or not, I suppose that's what we're here to talk about. So I guess initial impressions would be centred around... Not only was it a good episode or not how it struck you on this first watch because yeah it's not quite the same is it let's go to Dan it,
2: it's not quite the same no um, I I, um, I don't I don't want to be don't want to be over the top harsh because uh, <laughs> there was plenty to like and it was you know the boys are back but in that three years maybe they could have written some more jokes
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, of course, the other thing is as well, you know, Rob Grant has left the writing team. So it's now just Doug Naylor as well. So so the dynamic has definitely changed on that front. Matty, um, as a noob to this, um, <laughs> and you are, I know we, we joke about it, but obviously this is a yeah. change. And um, you, you're going to how we experienced it. So, oh, well, this is a bit different. What's going on? How did you feel?
0: Well, you could tell that a significant amount of time had passed between the filming of these two episodes, and that really showed. It was very good, and I do like the new look. I think it looks great, um, but you could tell a significant change.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was three years, but it could have been a year, and they still could have just changed to this style, I suppose, because, yeah, it's that route of, I I think it's just done on normal cameras as before, but they've filmised it, haven't they? And uh, but they're filming it as a single camera piece rather than a multi-camera sitcom setup. Matt, what do you reckon?
3: Well, it was it certainly was was quite different in in terms of you know the look, uh, you know the set, the general visuals. I don't think the characters look a massive amount older, but then again, people don't generally change that much in sort of three years.
1: No, I think co- costuming-wise
3: and stuff, it mm-hmm. felt
1: a little bit different, didn't
3: it? The cockpit of um, of Starbug has well, they've obviously knocked through because it suddenly, suddenly seems like it's twice the size. Well, that was explained in dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the, I suppose it would also be the time of you know changing rooms. They've had um, Lawrence de Mille and Bowen and that Linda Bassett. Yeah. Well, not Linda Bassett, Linda Barker around and. Obviously, they go from that more
1: filmy look, and, and dialogue-wise, they did explain it in the terms of paradoxes, dealing with anomalies, and because of that, was it 216% larger? Did I imagine that number? Or something? I mean, i those lines,
3: wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm glad they do address stuff like that. It, you know, it, it's really annoying when there's been obvious changes in programs and you kind of th- and they're just not referred to.
1: But but let's let's come back to that a little bit as we as we talk. But let's do our let's do our opening uh, barrage of, of things we like because I you know we haven't totally said how much we enjoy this episode or not. But none of us have come in and going oh it's the greatest ever. Even Matty, who says that every week except on the good <laughs> episodes um <laughs> but yeah it made me chortle a fair amount so so good points dan oh i giggled
2: a lot i really did i really did giggle a lot um but for all my um i, uh, I just you know playing up for the for the purposes of the of the debate but um i, I think the first one that made me laugh out loud was uh, actually i think it was rimmer's first line commiserating with Lister at the uh, at the loss of uh, of pop popdums and indeed all Indian food. As a mark of respect, we thought on Sunday at 12
1: o'clock we could have a minute's flatulence. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Matty?
0: Mine's actually more of a personal thing that I more realised from it, and it's the line, I'm a total chwonk. My mum used to call me a total chwonk all the time, and I only... <laughs> yeah, and I realised that that's where it came from. Came from Red Dwarf. No, I don't think so,
1: we've ever discussed it. Does your mum watch Red Dwarf? I
0: uh, believe so. She watched it in the nineties.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that was it used in Red Dwarf or did it come from Red Dwarf? I don't know. Um, yeah, well, not, it's, it's classic Rimmer type speak, isn't it? Really, and, uh, and li- Lister type speak. So that's good, uh, Matt. Mm. What about
3: you? I think it's toss it between two, but I'm just going to say one to so breathe, breathe before <laughs> come on, you bef- come on, Whitney. Before you slap on <laughs> Whitney Houston. <laughs> I think it's a case of Lister eulogising and, and saying how could I know a chicken vindaloo could cause all this
1: <laughs> I mean there are a, a good few moments when you know, this sort of end, the punchline was, and I still haven't got a curry, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, talk about curry watch. I mean, th- you couldn't keep your eyes off it in this episode, could you really? There, there's a there's a big scene, which we'll get to in a second, I suppose, but I will go with the sort of like... The- what of a
0: dumb man. Oh,
3: well, you brought the 20th century to the very brink of extinction, sir. Gum? <laughs> that was my, that was the other yeah. one I was going to choose.
1: Yeah, I did like that one. And, I mean, Crichton was... was Pretty good this episode, he had some good stuff didn't he? I mean there, there were sort of parallel lines with that sort of where should we go, let's go to Hawaii and catch some surf and stuff like that He had that. a best so, guess as well He had a best guess, of course he did have a best guess but we're used to that I mean let's let's uh, centre on Crichton for just a second um, it was a good opener for him or at least it was good for the, the uh, Robert Llewellyn I suppose we saw a various amount of stuff from Crichton didn't we? Matty, did you enjoy Crichton in this one?
0: I certainly did. I said ser- I did enjoy Crichton in this one. He seems to, have, especially one of my favorite lines actually is "just call me badass." <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. It was Crane's got a bit more sass to him. He's got a bit more humanity to him.
1: Almost. Well, I wouldn't think. you if you had your guilt chip removed? That's it. We're, yeah.
3: No, there's a reason that, for it. We got but, to yeah. see
1: his grinal attachment as well, which is nice. I thought.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Mo-
1: moving on. <laughs> I did particularly like um, Dan lifting up his head with the uh, the bonnet-type
3: attachment. <laughs> well, the little stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was cool.
1: That's <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. But after what, what, what did you
3: really
2: think? I, I thought that whole taking the head off bit was, was good, but, the, yeah, the, the fiesta resistance
3: was definitely um, propping the, uh, the head bonnet up on the latch was <laughs> brilliant. I'm still slightly ambivalent towards Crichton after his just... Awful treatment of Lister um, in, in a previous episode when they thought he was a um, a droid. But I did like when um, Crichton said, oh, "You don't, bet- have, don't have a grudge, do you?" No, I
1: um,
3: I did like it when he said, "You bet your ass." That was that was really funny. I liked him when he said that. Yeah, just all,
1: all the smoking and all that sort of stuff. So he definitely had a good one, which led to that scene I just mentioned. Uh, of of feeding them the, the dead guy that they found. I mean, it was sort of like, you could sort of sense it coming, but I, I think it that was one of the better jokes of the episode, I thought. Uh, that's not chicken, sir. Mm, what is it? It's that man we found. No.
0: Well,
3: I—I'll I, be honest. I would think I must be incredibly naive. I didn't see it coming. I could just see cat eating that, which was clearly a turkey leg. Yeah. And uh, and when they said it was a human, I, I was then trying to think, where would that have come from on a human? You know, I was I was I was doing the whole sort of you know trying to remember biology. And on that note.
0: Do you know that this episode actually aired in PBS in America, and it actually received the most um complaints. amount of complaints, um about an episode? The Dwarf. cannibalistic scenes. It was the the everyone complaining about cannibalism. However, they did not receive a single complaint about JFK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that's actually quite telling, isn't it? Really, it is, isn't it? I guess what well, him killing himself, or the fact he was in it—that we that they recreated the scenario. No, I,
3: I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of have been sort of swinging between finding it quite tasteful and sensitive, to slightly thinking bits of it weren't weren't in terribly good
1: taste. I don't. They, well, it's difficult. They didn't. They didn't treat. JFK, sorry, Jeff K. with any... That was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. ...any bro. too much disrespect.
0: Dallas. Wasn't that a place where that American king got assassinated? JFK.
2: No, it was John something, not JFK.
3: <laughs>
2: JFK, not JFK, you gin boy. Like the airport. I did a paper on him at school.
1: But yeah, yet they were talking about his downfall because his Achilles heel was a bit higher up than that. You know, and uh, uh, so... Yeah, it wasn't saying he was perfect, was it, or anything like that. And I guess those things did come out in the in the future, that he wasn't all perfect or anything like that. Jeff K. Jeff It was a good line. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, show it, showing anyone being assassinated is a question of taste. But this is an adult comedy. I mean, it's sort of a, you know, what do you expect, really? The cannibalism thing didn't bother me. It's just funny.
3: How many times have they referred to this particular story concept, the whole Grassy Knoll type thing? Is this the third time? Possibly
1: the third. I can't remember. It's, it feels like there's more, but it's not actually that many. I no. remember the ones for the bad taste chip being bypassed. There's possibly another yes. time. Yes. but um, So maybe the third thing. But obviously, yeah, this was elaborated on. Um, so cannibalism, Dan, bad taste not and a question, is cat actually being cannibalistic anyway?
2: Was it in bad taste? Yes, but in in the in in for comedic effect, so they're absolutely forgiven. Um, and no, cat wasn't being cannibal because it was uh, a Homo sapien, not a, a Homo a felis sapien. But it did give Crichton for me one of his best lines. You know, of, of course they eat humans; otherwise, they'd just be picking on the chickens. <laughs> that
1: I mean, we're talking about a lot of lines here. We like um. I, Dan, you started off sort of saying it didn't they could have found more jokes. I think there were a lot of jokes. Is it just the way they were strung together that maybe didn't I quite think- lift it up? Because yeah, I, I feel the same. I enjoy the episode, but it doesn't feel like it's quite there for me.
2: They had extra runtime. So these episodes are longer than we're used to. Um, thirty-five minutes or so instead of twenty five minutes or so. And for me it had lost some of the tightness. I think we could all think of a couple of episodes, I'm sure, looking back, that we'd like, oh, you know, I'd like to have seen more of that, or you know, oh, they spent too long there because I'd like to have seen more there. Here they've got more time, clearly got more budget. You know, I mean we've got about five different locations, we've got, you know, dozens of extras. We've got, you know, more speaking parts than than we've ever had. Um, as, as, as Matty said, as people have referred to, you know, the, the, the look and the feel of it was good. None of it went on the special effects, the special effects were universally and observably rubbish, but
1: <laughs>
3: they
2: had all this extra Early time CGI. and and yeah, they padded it, they, they, it felt padded. Whereas I remarked a number of times, I think for season six, it was like bang, 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 gag, 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 really, really liked it. This felt there were jokes, but sometimes there was a long way to get to them.
3: Mm.
2: So that was it. You're right, really good stuff uh, in in places, definitely. But yes, some of the scenes just felt a little
3: bit loose.
1: No, I I think I agree with that, which is good, us agreeing on a podcast.
3: Yeah, I would agree. There was a looseness to it, as, as Dan had said. I think that's possibly the best way to describe it. There were things that could have been you know, tightened up.
1: But they're not, they're not working like with an audience. They're not working with an audience, are they? So they're, they're losing that performance edge um, because I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys know the the laughter track's put on afterwards um, b- because they're just not doing it in front of an audience. And then it's played to get the laughter. Um, Dan, did you watch when you rewatched it? Did you watch the extended version at all? Or did you just watch the standard version again?
2: Like, you know, just watch the standard version. I, I don't know whether I mean you, you talked about it at the at the top. the rationales, it doesn't doesn't really matter, but perhaps that creative process of the two of them had involved an element of quality control. Um, and you know it was tight because those two kept each other kept each other on their game. maybe I don't know, I'm not in that writing room. Um, but maybe maybe that was a, maybe that's entirely coincidental.
1: well if the things if they're changing the way they're filming stuff, it's a new process to learn as well, isn't it It's It's like looking back at the first series, isn't it? and oh, they've just got to do this to get it right and they've got to tweak that to get it right. If you're now changing it to more single camera stuff and you're this was you know more story based with the single writer oh, yeah. um without an audience, it, it's just finding the right balance. Now I think it's fair to say without too much spoiler, some this series are going to work better than others, um, you know, so so whether they ever get that balance right in this series or not, um, we can talk about as we go along. But, yeah, I can sort of forgive it a little bit as they're learning, but, yeah, it just did feel like the editing needed a bit tightening up. But, go on, Matt, you are going to say something.
3: Another thing is, is there was the scene just before um, Lister removed Crichton's head there was the incidental, the very... The music. The very Batman yeah. um, film, sort of incidental music. It really felt like like the carpet was being pulled out from underneath. You were thinking, where the hell did that come from? I'm
1: not saying that I disliked it. Well, I thought they got it slightly wrong with the music there. It felt like it, something should have changed when he turned his head round as more of a punchline. Yeah. And the music sort of carried on through it, mm-hmm. really. Let's go to the expert. Matty, what did you think?
0: I don't really know. I didn't really think too much about that, to be honest. <laughs> As bad as it sounds, I didn't really—it's not something really thought too much into.
1: No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I mean, music is sort of is that sort of thing. Should we notice the music or should we not notice the music? Mm. There are times you should and times you shouldn't. I suppose it stops it feeling dead air because there was no no dialogue, obviously. But I know, yeah, I I sort of noticed that as well. But I don't know. There was definitely more guitar over stuff, and the, it was a bigger production of music. i I don't know Mm. what else to say about it but
2: (laughs) a couple of times um and both times i noticed it i didn't firstly i was like oh incidental music we haven't had this before um and went along with it. i think it didn't always work um if they were using it normally you would use it either to fill space or to build tension and i don't think it um i noticed it filling space the first time and i didn't think it added to the tension um Mm. the second time personally um, but I'll give him, you know, lots of credit for for trying something new. But again, because they had extra runtime, there was no imperative for Lister to go from point A to point B and just be there. We got to see him travelling from point A to point B and sort of, you know, sneaking around uh, from waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, and we got incidental music to cover it. He could have just woken up and then in an old in an old episode with less runtime, they'd have just cut to him doing it we didn't have to see him sneaking around like a dreadlocked wily coyote I don't think
1: yeah it's the, the, that looseness that we we're, we're, we're adopting as the the yeah. saying really but but I mean is de- they were definitely going for one of the more story based things sci-fi concept yeah. wise I enjoyed it it was a nice attempt at time travel stuff and there's some good bits and pieces in there and maybe it was because of the extra runtime but I didn't feel like it was rushed I feel as though they approached the story side of things well so um how did we find that side of stuff I liked it as a story (laughs) Matt but (laughs) no 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 I liked it as a story Matt okay (laughs) it's just you kind of (laughs) you you sort of sounded like a pause
3: not the end of a sentence
1: I mean there's a couple of issues with it in a way but generally I I liked it as a a time travel Mm -hmm. tale yeah
3: mostly I thought mostly it was good and entertaining and I I do have to say I, I think more sensitively done than than anything else. However, mm. the bit in the book depository just seemed to go on a lot, especially with the bit with when Lee Harvey Oswald went out the window.
1: Um, that went on, didn't it?
3: Yeah, well, that that
1: was going to come under my things that really didn't quite work very well at all. Oh, good.
3: Okay, we're so, all so, we're all uh, very agreed. Yeah, about, aren't we?
2: Recognising obviously that you have um, you have feelings about this, Matt. I I felt that was. Um, pantomime-like um, and I like pantomime but for me that was that wasn't that was yeah make sure the five-year-olds in the front row get it pantomime as opposed to let's just do this it's funny and people will get it I think it would yeah it was later
1: uh, exactly the physical though I thought I felt about it is the physical comedy side of things there they got wrong really I mean all the the tugging him out of the window because it lacked the, the other guy screaming and he had to keep silent well well it happened so it it wasn't right you know yeah. uh, you could see what they wanted to achieve but it wasn't achieved quite right really so yeah that wasn't that funny so so um can I lay that down as my thing that didn't work you can <laughs> i mean we're st- we're still talking about the story but what well, well, I'll put that in there now and you can, you guys can have your shot in a second if you like but but yeah time travel story wise matty you know we like a bit of time travel stuff don't we
0: we do, yeah. I like I like the idea of the time travel thing. Um, it's it's always quite fun, I think, when you get time travel stories. It was a very... I think if you're going to do a time travel story, I mean, obviously, we know the idea, but it was, it was quite a controversial idea, wasn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. I think there would have been writers in the room saying, right, we've got this comedy, you know, we're doing this, a, a, a time change. What do we do? Let's do the assassination of Kennedy. <laughs> and then let's have him not die... And then decide that he kills himself basically at the end.
1: I know why. I, mean, I don't know why they needed him. Why Lister could have just done it. I don't know. But yeah,
0: yeah. It's, I think it's an, well. I agree with you. We love a good time. Uh, we love a good time traveling story. I think it was just a very interesting topic to choose.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's something they have obsessed on a little bit in the past. Well, I say obsessed mentioned twice. And but, um, <laughs> so something to return to. It's something that everyone knows, and. Uh, and thinks it's a bad idea but question then it caused starbug not to be there in the future however the time travel drive itself that was okay that was still there yeah (laughs) i I think
2: lister explained that really quite straightforwardly at the beginning i I don't know why you're struggling to keep up
1: (laughs) Did did he also explain why it now goes through space as well as time considering that was one of the great jokes of the last episode this is the whole thing for me that, that really
3: that, that my uh, sort of biggest bugbear, I, I watched it when we all watched it. We, this is the first time we actually did watch an episode together. Yeah. Um, and then we've all watched it se- again separately. And I still don't understand it. I, I didn't understand it then and I still don't understand it now. Um, I, I don't know if I completely accepted the explanation that we were given at the start about that whole
1: kind of stuff that you've just said kind of makes my brain itch to be perfectly honest. Well, to put try and put a fine point on it, it's sort of like um well, the other crew killed them so it blew up the time drive so they weren't around to kill them. So at the end of the previous episode when the ship explodes,
3: that's our Starbug with our it's not the other way around yeah yeah okay because
1: it seemed to be well Rimmer was sorting it out wasn't he yes
3: so Rimmer fired a shot and then there was a ship exploding but that was not and I always assumed
1: that would be the, the ones with the one with the horrible um crew on I can't remember if I said last week what ship was it getting shot that's what I didn't understand but it's like they both blew up the time drive but it made Rimmer doing it irrelevant didn't it well I guess like doing it heroic yeah. Rimmer finally has, this is what
2: I said at the end of the last episode, Rimmer finally has a moment where, okay, he's not doing it out of any heroism necessarily, is self-protective, but he finally did something that wasn't jumping in an escape pod. Um, but he blew up the time drive at pretty much exactly the same moment that the bad future Vems blew up Starbo with Rimmer on it and the time, what was left at that point of the time drive. Then the timeline reset itself. So your question is perfectly valid. They they destroyed the time drive, and without a time drive to go back in time to get the time drive, I don't know how they got it either. And having somehow got it, I don't know how it suddenly moves now through now through oh, space. Oh, the,
1: the reason they they no, got, got it. Like
2: this, but I'm going to suggest it's because it's red dwarf.
1: Hey, yeah, I'll take a drink, everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Right>. Matt, <laughs> no, no. Is,
1: Matt is nodding. He's no, nodding they could still go and get the time drive again because they went back to the space station where they found the time drive in the first place so they could go and get the time drive that was invented That was How that's they fine back
2: to the, they went back to the space station that they'd previously
3: stolen it from it wasn't there, they'd already stolen it can I just interject, gentlemen? Matty has just mimed, head exploding, and that's exactly how I feel right now as well. They'd
1: yeah. already started it, but because it reset itself, it'd reset back to the space station. They'd already right. started it, but because it it reset itself, it'd reset back to the space station. Yeah. They'd they're, yeah. they're already started right. it, but because it it reset itself, it'd reset back to the space station. Yeah. They, they're, yeah. they're Get in? Got it. Good. But maybe because of all of that, that's why it travels through space... Instead, but I mean, I really, uh, I really
3: don't mind to writing all that off as well. It's red dwarf. I really don't. No, mind. that's that's
1: fine. But it's it's, it's fun to talk yeah. about. Oh yeah, of course, of but course. But that's the problem with time travel stories: is, is the paradox of it all. Oh, you're never going to solve those things. Life is a paradox. I think yeah. a, Life a, is a version, paradox, old <laughs> 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 Were well, you singing over an important point for Matty? I was. Unlikely. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> carry on.
0: Oh no, I was just saying it's very interesting how much fun.
3: What? What?
0: You just said it's all fun. I, was just thinking, I I find it very interesting what Matt's version of fun is
1: in comparison well, to everyone really, else's. You know, it's fun. It's a comedy program. Time travel stories. that are fun. I think they're fun. But but yes, the, in answer to you, Matty, the, the JFK stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. But it did feel like they were going for more sort of drama, mm. sort of pathos in some in some way, and you <laughs> know.
0: There were a couple, like, emotional, quite deep scenes uh, in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was very, um I wouldn't say misplaced, it was very out of the ordinary for Red Dwarf. You know, we've had our scenes that can be, you know, quite on a deeper level, but that, I think, really was going up a level, on the deeper level, as it were.
1: I guess it's the experimentation of where we're going. But anyway, I had my bugbear, you've had your bugbear, um, Dan, have you got one you wanna wanna say? Yeah, or was it your Lee Harvey world thing? Was that yours? Oh,
2: it, it, that did stand out to me as 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 really not working as well as I think. I could see what they were trying to do, but I don't think they they managed it. And it was I too think... long,
1: wasn't it? It's was just too long. That him walking outside yeah. the building—you needed about two seconds of it, but it was like yeah. twenty seconds of him walking outside twice. Mm. Yeah,
2: there there were a couple of little bits. Yeah, I, th- I think basically they had the extra runtime and they and they filled it rather than used it. If that makes sense, if that was a distinction that is uh, makes any logical sense at all. No,
1: it does. Otherwise,
2: I think one or two little bits and pieces. Uh, you Matt, when they did the um, the we're in the Texas uh, book depository <laughs> reveal, where they did the double and triple take. Uh, I, I assumed that you 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 might not necessarily love that bit.
1: Oh no, um, I love Crichton doing that.
2: You like Crichton doing it. Okay. I like Crichton looking at the boxes. Um, I thought it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but the yeah, generally I think when you could see that they'd spent a lot of money on it, I thought that the just that opening bit with that weird sort of light vortexy thing was ZX eighty one level special effects that I thought they could probably have done better using I don't know one of those kids stopes held up against the microphone or uh, even, yeah even the microphone. I was going to say camera, I meant to say camera clearly, but microphone would have still work but we knew what you meant oh, happen, the JFK storyline. I thought that was good. I yeah. don't understand who and why you might get upset about it unless you happen to be a member of the Kennedy family. and without wishing to be insensitive, I don't know that there are many of them left. So <laughs> surely it was it's so part of pop culture now, popular culture now that i'm not saying oh it's fair game because actually they treated him and they talked about his legacy with some reverence and i thought that they did it really nicely and it had a brilliant joke which was yeah you do it yourself it will completely freak out the conspiracy theorists which of course it has
1: well that was the only reason to do that that way i think but
2: this story is, is no less plausible to me than some of the other conspiracy theories that are out there, so I'm, I'm prepared <laughs> to go with
3: it. I, I think you're discounting what I think is the biggest joke, which is uh, why would anyone want to name themselves after an airport? <sighs> <sighs>
1: oh, dear. But what about the other characters then, guys? Because we talked about Crichton quite a lot, and we've not really mentioned the others. It's a big one for Lister. He had a normal role for Lister. He was obsessed about his curries. He wanted to do this, that. He was leading it. But I'm not sure, Cat had a few good lines, but I'm not sure the other two had a great looking in here for, for the opener.
2: Rimra had some good gags, you know, what is the, what is the demented Tonka toy on about now and, and, mm. and bits and pieces like that, but no, it was, yeah, he didn't have any um, great moments in, in the same way. I think this was, um, this was more about the story, as, as I think we said. One minute you're down, the next you're right back up again.
1: And you know, I mean, I mean, the thing is, this sort of time travel story has been copied more times than that poster with the tennis girl scratching her butt. The trouble is, I'm throwing away all the good lines now for the last bit of the podcast. But
3: who gives a Meg? <laughs> I will say one thing that I did actually really quite like: Crichton's best guess. They put, successfully put nuclear missiles on Cuba and then all of those major cities in the USA had been effectively abandoned. So am I riding thinking there's a chance I could get a major nuclear explosion all over this suit? Because I'm telling you guys, that stuff does not dry clean. That led me on to something else that I did really like. I know they weren't in America, but using what they did, which I believe was Farnborough Airport, they did make it look very American, very 60s American. And I think, you know, well done for that, uh, you know, without
1: having to leave the country. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. A couple of, couple of cars, that, the, the sort of like motorcade and, you know, and all that sort of thing. Sort of, that, that was oh, I, But even that was, it looked good, but even that was almost too much. You needed to set the scene, didn't you? But the, the seeing that bloody thing all the time, I don't know. Matty, you got anything else to, to add?
0: When you were saying before about things that gripes, things that we didn't like, oh yeah. I got a couple.
1: A couple. Oh I got a couple. Well, we've all said a couple, really.
0: Well, again, talk I'm kind of going history note here, but the um the big historical ac- inaccuracy um of the FBI being there at Kennedy shooting, because famously the FBI weren't there. So that's one little thing.
2: Right? Right. But that's, that's what crazy. they want you to think, Matty. That's what they want you to think. <laughs>
0: Um, the other thing I must say is going right to the beginning. It ended on Red Dwarf's possible like their first big, big cliffhanger, and it was so well done for them to open up with essentially them just talking to the camera. So here's what happened: this happened, then this happened. It, I w- I just wish they did so much more with the to be continued. I know it had been a few years and all of that, but I just yeah, think the I, whole... think the,
1: I think the momentum had been somewhat lost. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think It's very difficult for me because obviously I watched it one week after another. So it's just like, oh, okay." Obviously, you forget that the time it was three years later. So, yeah, I understand the momentum was lost. I just wish that they took an opportunity to show something, you know, to do something with it. Um,
1: Uh, Possibly if they were still filming the same way and the writing team hadn't broken up and all that sort of thing, they would have done. But, yeah, it just feels like there's a, a lot of change had happened, and um, I wonder if they knew how they were going to get out of it in the first place. But, but yeah, I think they had the cold open almost. Even if they just had the cold open with the ship blowing up rather than the recap.
0: Yeah, uh, you know exactly.
1: But because of the way that they changed the filming, maybe that didn't look right. I don't know because yeah, that they had a cold open, didn't they? It wasn't even the titles, so so that that was um, interesting as well. But did we like the film quality? Did we like the way it was filmed?
0: I did. I really liked it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I'd like to see them do more with it going forwards because I think, yeah, they've they've clearly now got budget that they haven't had before. They've clearly, they're thinking uh, differently, um, being perhaps, not more, I'm just saying more creative because that suggests the other stuff, that what's gone past hasn't, but they're thinking differently. Um, I'd like to see what they can do with that. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with that because they have an opportunity to do things that they just wouldn't have had the chance to do before with the, with the budget that they had and, and, the, and potentially some of the constraints. And hoping to see an episode with that runtime that is just as jam packed as some of the ones that we, um, we we
1: we've loved in the past. So, so it's an adjustment on our part as much as anything, perhaps, maybe, uh, maybe. Now, so you guys didn't watch the extended episode at all, really, the extra scenes and that. And so,
2: Where have you seen that? You've only got that's on the DVD though, isn't it? It's not on anything
1: else. Uh, it, it's worth watching the last scene. I mean, Matt came to mind. I just seen it. I just seen it. But an, an interesting point I- about it, we won't go into w- what it was like. It's a fun scene, but it, you only you can only see it without the laughter track on. So. It gives you, and and on the Blu-ray and DVD, you can see the whole episode without the laughter track, which I don't think, I, as I said before, I don't think I saw it first that way, but when you bought the videos, when they came out, which I don't know if you did, Dan, at that point. I um, I had
2: had three and four on VHS.
1: So then it had the the version on there, the extended one, without the laughter track on. And um, if you imagine how loose it feels now, Without the laughter, it was really weird. It's just it's just really flat and weird. And we've discussed this before about you liking a laughter track or not, but the its absence is quite quite. It really, really, from what what I've just seen,
3: that seen that, that you know sort of five minute scene, it was peculiar. It was almost like.
1: Well, they're leaving gaps for laughter, which doesn't help, obviously. Well, no... You, you, well, whereas things okay. are filmed now, they're not leaving gaps, are they? I, I,
3: yeah, I, I understand that, but it was just... It was bizarre. It was almost as if... And the thing it put, me in, it put me in mind of was a... Even though the bits of comedy were actually good, but the whole the sort of style and the execution of it was almost as if it was a not very good children in need or comic relief spoof type, type episode.
1: With French and Saunders. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I
3: kept expecting French and Saunders to pop up, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is but- it, does that scene act as a as an epilogue to what we've seen, or is it somehow in the middle of the
1: show that's at the end just watched? It's at the end, it's yeah, perfect. so it's an epilogue.
2: Three weeks later. All right. So do we think at that point had Lister got over the proper shoeing they gave him at the end of the episode? <laughs> Possibly. Yes. I I did like that. I,
1: I loved Crichton lifting his truncheon up. <laughs> oh yes.
2: They they well, sort of Rimmer just sort of gives them a nod doesn't he and it's like you know you get the whistling and then bang in
3: there was one there was one shot just after I think it was just either immediately before or immediately after JFK has basically shot himself that the four of them are sort of looking towards JFK leaning um, on the fence and I thought that would
1: be a really good picture it is I think think you do get that as a sort of promo pic oh okay maybe I have seen that yes you might have seen it it is nice but but even that him walking away was just a touch too long it felt to me that was a sort of. right a...
3: i've seen that bit three times now and i kept thinking it's gonna fade in a minute it's gonna fade in a minute yeah. it's gonna fade in a minute yeah oh my god it's gonna fade in a minute <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i think we'd... was
2: that them just being um respectful having uh, having just had this uh, this real person played by an actor shoot himself it was in, If he'd it, if it just faded away straight away, um, it would have... that Given the way the rest of the episode had gone, that might have felt a
1: bit abrupt, actually. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. It, just, it was just a continuing symptom of what we've been saying. Just Everything just lingered a bit too long, maybe. But even, even the yeah. scene at the beginning when they're exploring the, the new enlarged Red Dwarf and there's, there's massive fan behind them and stuff, and sort of the leisurely walk they were having as they were talking... And, and and it just didn't seem like the the tone of what we used to matched up quite with that really. They had the funny lines, didn't they? And yeah, just didn't seem quite right to me in in a way. It's a bit leisurely, loose. <laughs> I liked
3: how, I liked how it looked, but you're right. They you know, they did seem to be walking very slowly on purpose. Mm. But I, I liked how it looked. That apparently is is somewhere as well, um, some location or other. I don't know I'm sure it's it, I'm sure location. Yeah, of of course it's, it is, yeah. of yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's a power station or something, but I can't. I know I I, I was reading the Wikipedia page and I saw it and I thought, oh, okay, but I've since forgotten.
1: <laughs> now, I sort of sort I sort I sort I sort of 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 sort of
0: I I would say sort um, of very, very very of sort of sort just from the beginning clips, the, the new style of cinematography. Um, the, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've got a feeling. I hope they find Red Dwarf at some point. But I really, I'm really, i really looking forward to this series. And I think I, I, I've just got a really good feeling about this series. I'm really
1: looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we won't say too much about that. And, and we'll approach that as we come. <laughs> um, Dan, anything else? i'm i'm looking forward
2: to it because matt is looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it anyway but i look it's uh there is lots to look for oh definitely and, it's, and it's definitely worth it this, this is a series that i've not watched as many times and revisited as many times as i have a lot of what we've already talked about so i won't be watching any of this for the first time but i'll be watching it for the first time in a very long time
1: so it's sort uh, of fresh eyes all i'm going to say is there is. One of my favourite Red Dwarf moments still to come in this series. I'm not okay. going to say there's no bad episodes from this point, but I'm going <laughs> to, which <laughs> is, is a first. which is a change, but uh, yes. but there's definitely still stuff that I love.
3: Good, Matt.
1: Anything else you want to
3: add? Um, I have a funny line. Well, it, it, we the, can the, go the,
1: to that if you like, and you can have first bite. Of okay. That in
3: which case, I don't have anything else to add other than that, and it would be mm. the little bit of. Um, cat fashion watch <laughs> uh, that stuff does not dry clean,
1: <laughs> definitely. I mean, he picked up a little bit throughout the episode, but it was not, you yeah. know but uh, yeah, nothing major, major, uh, and then was completely absent from the extended scene completely. I was yeah. like, where's cat, <laughs> Matty?
0: What kind of pizza house have you been going to? The fat
2: bastardia,
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Dan.
2: Mine was a, another Crichton line, and uh, there's uh, Rimmer's trying to work out with a long technical explanation what's wrong with the, uh, with the time it. travel machine. Do you think it's because the subspace conduits have locked with the transponder calibrations and caused a major tachyon surge that has overloaded the time matrix?
3: Uh, no, sir, I've just been jabbing it too hard. In a, I don't
2: care, I haven't got my behaviour chips in.
1: Ah, well, well in, in a matte fashion, you've just chosen mine! Um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> OK, well... I will just say a Christen line then. Healthy? Who cares? Pork away! For me, to do. the
2: pork away line really works in tandem with the groinal swingage yes, that he's doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yes. the groinal swing was great. was great. They're shoving it over his shoulder. There we go. We'll throw that one in as well. <laughs> there are one or two more things we could say. But but I think we've talked a lot about a lot of funny lines and how they giggle. So they yes. are there, whether being, it's give, giving us the punch, punch and... And how we quite want it, but but it's sort of like it is there? I think so. Yeah, we'll see what the future holds. With that, we will we'll, we'll say goodbye then, shall we? And uh, so it's goodbye from me, Matthew. Uh, goodbye from me, Matt. It's a
3: goodbye
2: from me, Matty. And it's a goodbye from me,
1: Dan. See you later, everyone. Bye. 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 Oh. Oh. Is it a wuss? Is it no worse?